Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it an entertaining and occasionally humorous movie podcast? It's none of those things, ladies and gentlemen, because this is The Movie Men. My name is Callum O'Toole and I have with me my own three men of steel. Wow, that sounds gay. <laughs> There's Beardy Man, Ollie Britton. Good oh. to have you here, mate. Oh, hey there, Dad. <laughs> oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> that really got you. I've got Lazy Man, Mark Stack. How are you, Mark? Oh, so mean. Uh, I can't really bother to answer. Hey! hey. Bants. Big, big bants. And we have last week's Invisible Man, Tony hey. Harrison. <laughs> Welcome back, Tony. Nice week off? Live. Fantastic week off. Yeah. Been a really good week. Yeah. I hate my job. <laughs> oh, Tony. No one cares about you or your job. <laughs> Welcome back, dear listeners. In this episode, we will be reviewing the movie which kicks off a new Superman franchise in Man of Steel. We will also be dipping into the archives and looking at Batman Begins to see how Man of Steel compares to the first instalment of the most recent Batman trilogy. But first, gentlemen, last week it was revealed that a primary school teacher in France was fired for showing Eli Roth's gorecore movie Saw to his class of 11-year-olds. While Saw was clearly not made for children, what I want to know from you guys is what is the most disturbing movie that he could have shown them, which is actually intended to be a kid's movie... Mark Stack with your mouth full of cookies. Jesus, straight to me. It's a tough one. Don't look at my notes. <laughs> I wasn't looking at yeah, you. Were. I actually wasn't. It's also really not um, a tough one. I was going to go. <laughs> I was going to go for the Wizard of Oz, plainly because that's freaky. Um, I thought it was crazy. The monkeys with wings. Are <laughs> one of the most <laughs> horrifying things. I've ever. Also, when they made that, they must have actually like. Glued wings onto monkeys. <laughs> they look brutal. It's really horrible. Horrible, brutal film. She gets crushed by a house. <laughs> <laughs> the witch. Yeah. She has a what collection of disembodied heads. Mm. Yeah. It's, Kitchen it, it is, that. um, I mean, that's Saw. <laughs> yeah, it is. Don't and now it. kids, we'll show you <laughs> Don't watch yeah. it if you're a child. Don't even watch it with an adult because yeah. it's really brutally scary. Solid advice. Tony Harrison. <laughs> um, I was tossing up between a couple. You were uh, what? what? I, was, <laughs> I was tossing up a couple of movies. I reckon Pirates of the Caribbean, because I think it gives a really bad impression of what pirates are actually like. Because <laughs> like, kids, would get, kids would be like, hey, there's, there's, some, there's some pirates. No, those Somali pirates will rape and pillage you. <laughs> they aren't like Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Pale, pale. He's oh, coming at me. Pale. He's fun, he's fun. He's okay. good fun. But he'll <laughs> rape and pillage you. Harry, how many 11-year-olds are going to be unsupervised <laughs> sailing around the Cape? Just saying, if they the are and they've Africa. seen that film, then they're going to be in a bad place. Yeah, yeah they will. You cannot parlay. I can be like Kira Knightley. Smoke me aboard, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll get raped. And on that note, oh, yeah. Ollie Britton. Um, I know Fantasia, a bit like the yes. Bald Mountain. Like yeah, that's horrendous. There's like Satan, ghost, and some nipple. Straight up, where's the nipple boob? Oh, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Get a Mr. Skin. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It might actually be Mr. Skin. <laughs> on Fantasia, yeah. as if it's you so... don't have like a past. <laughs> It's not that expensive. Uh, you get a lot of fun. Also, Walt Disney was a serious Nazi, so that's, yeah, that's fine. That's probably why. That's sort of really like libelous. Yeah. <laughs> Walt Disney was a Nazi, kids. <laughs> also, one family guy do it. Yeah, but anti-Semitism is different from being just yeah, a Nazi. You know what I mean? Okay. Also, just a quick one before you go, Jessica Rabbit. She's too hot. Fucking Jessica Rabbit. She's too, she's too hot for kids. She's too hot for me. Kills me. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Isn't a movie for kids? It's like a fifteen. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I should not show that. Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit's from Lola Bunny. Who's hotter, Jessica Rabbit or Lola Bunny? Lola Bunny. 
Who's the caramel bunny? Is that caramel like an Asian Jessica? Caramel bunny, bunny just, bunny she bunny. came out of nowhere. She's pretty hot, but Lola kills She's like a mix of the two. I'd like to see all three of them. To be I, honest. <laughs> on the couch. Do you know what's so worrying is that Jessica Rabbit's a person, Lola Bunny's an actual rabbit, and I'm still on Harry's side. Yeah. Yeah. Lola Bunny's so much hot. Those hips. Oh, the voice as well. Yeah. Little blue shorts. Anyway, can So, you? yeah. Um, well, I've got a couple written down. One is slightly questionable, because is Watership Down for kids? Oh, that's the it's worst rabbits. girl ever. Oh, Tearing rabbits. their throats out. And stuff. I, know, I reckon that's the winner. Because I, I was What's scared really, shit. Yeah, really rabbits. Sad, what is she done? Is rabbits. <laughs> You're like, oh, the kids love rabbits. We'll just sling this. Oh, yeah, God. <laughs> what about most Disney films that have, like, these sexual... Well, another one I was going to say was Pinocchio. Now, Pinocchio has one of the most disturbing scenes in movie history ever. Yeah. When they go to Pleasure Island, yeah. and they're like 10, 12-year-old kids smoking, cigars, boozing. Then they turn into donkeys... Yeah. Get put in a cage and taken away. That's never resolved. <laughs> That's never resolved. That's where they go. Pinocchio That's leaves it. the island, but they never save the kids. Oh. That just exists. That's I'm still just, there. I'm That's what you get for lying, Cal. Cal. That's I'm, the most I'm, I haven't watched these for so long, and I'm now scared of all Disney. My father believed if the world found out who I really was, they'd reject me. He was convinced that the world wasn't ready. What do you think? What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Well, here it's an S. How about... Excuse me. Our first movie tonight is Man of Steel. From director Zack Snyder, famous for 300 and Watchmen, comes the start of a new Superman franchise. When the home planet of Krypton faces extinction, scientist Jor-El, played by Russell Crowe, and his wife Lara send their newborn baby Kal-El to Earth in the hope of continuing the Kryptonian race. While there, the child struggles to come to terms with his special abilities until the planet is threatened by General Zod, played by Michael Shannon, who has come looking for the now adult at Kal-El, a.k.a. Clark Kent, a.k.a. Superman, played by British actor Henry Cavill. Amy Adams provides support as love interest Lois Lane with Kevin Costner and Diane Lane as Clark's adoptive parents. So let's talk about the start of this movie. Um, It basically starts off, comes into the action really, really fast. Mm. And then it seems like for the next 45 minutes, things just happen without there being any clear arc going on. It's just dotted around little things going on. That's just my opinion of it. What what did you think of that? I think that's exactly what happens. (laughs) The world ends at the start. The Krypton world is suddenly ending and everyone's fine about it. No one's trying to escape. (laughs) <laughs> Apart from the prisoners that they send to escape, which is, I think is really weird. Genius. Yeah. yeah, like, and then I think when he, when you start seeing Clark Kent as a, a young boy, as a human, like on Earth, that's really cool. There's some really cool stories there as a, him as a young man. That that disappears pretty quickly, and then it just goes into a world of action, and it's not much of a story, and loads of stuff happens really quickly without any explanation and no development it, it seemed like what they'd done was they thought um, that the way to develop a character is just show lots of things that happened in his past yeah. and now suddenly he's got a suit so that's why he's Superman yeah, yeah, because yeah. Th- that was what happened and now he's got a suit so there you go that's how it works it's weird the suit thing I feel like I was cheated the superhero thing were like the best superhero movies there's like certain kind of boxes you tick and, and say the best superhero movie, my Batman Begins and Dark Knight is kind of like a double I seem together mm-hmm. first Spider-Man 
it's kind of like there's a build up of there's certain things so when he gets a suit you know how you see in the trailers you know how good he looks in the Spider-Man costume that's the tipping point yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. when he yeah. gets a suit to make his yeah. suit, that's he? when you move up with like, it himself yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's yeah. it's a big but everything a, getting to you to that point has to be yeah, right you, you want to see that journey yeah you need you basically it needs to, you need to earn the suit and yeah. the way say that's the first good way in the first Spider-Man the way he he did when we went through the wrestling competition you know he's good he's got the powers but when he gets a suit it's like you're there and you're done and he gets to that point and you feel like you've gone in that story with him and now you're ready for him to like kick someone's Well, ass yeah, for me, for me, my favourite parts were him, you know, becoming the super... Realising these powers and stuff. Yeah. And that was all really interesting. But that, there's probably three or four very quick scenes of that. Ollie, what did you make of that development? Looking at sort of the whole revising the way superhero movies are done to them differently to the way they've done in the past, everyone's thinking, right, so how's Superman going to take on that challenge the way Batman did? Yeah. So you're all hoping for that same development, backstory, characterization, really deep um, look to why he becomes who he is. But, but you, you don't get that. And there just seems to be no justification behind anything that happens. There's no clear arc. There's gratuitous action from the beginning, not just at the end. And so you're left thinking, well, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't really feel like I've been on a journey with... Mm-hmm. Clark or Kal-El to see why he's become Superman. It's just sort of happened. Let's talk about Zack Snyder being the, the director of it. Obviously, I mentioned two of the films that he's directed in the past, 300 and Watchmen. Um, Ollie, how do you think this film compared uh, to those in terms of look and feel? And- the way he shot Watchmen, everything was so glossy. He always had like a, a plastic wrap around it. And it thinks like a comic book. You know the idea of a yeah. comic book that's not being taken out of the packaging? Mm. I think that really worked to enhance the fact it's still a comic book mm. film. But Man of Steel... Although there were some shots that I thought, oh, there's Zack Snyder, there's, there's a nice yeah. There was shot. a couple of classically Watchmen shots when yeah. they sort of coming. It's like, like, like a still, like a still wide, shots. and then two in the middle, and a, like a mm. really sort of thick background. Yeah. Wide expanse. There's, there's yeah. also some great shots when they're, because Superman obviously can fly very easily, yeah. some great shots where he's flying through the air, fighting yeah. someone which looks wicked. Yeah, it looked great. Then some of the fighting looked great. It all snaps so quickly into different things that it just doesn't look great. And it's, it's, Tony. It, was, it was quite hard to watch sometimes. Yeah. Tony, these two have just touched on something there. Action in the superhero f- movies now? Yes. Right. Um, do you not feel that the action in the superhero movies has like has literally got to a point now where it's just becoming gratuitous? <clears throat> yeah, it's like elevated. One of the best of recent years, probably the best easily, is Kickass. I cared. I was so much more on edge for every fight scene in that that it was um that I think it was it wasn't over the top because I get it because Superman has to be massive and I think they kind of honoured that quite well, but. Maybe we should we should take it back a bit and think about like why. I think that's a whole genre thing. That's a specifically man of yeah. So yeah, I think the big thing about action is, you know, talking about special effects and why they're good and why they work. I think a lot of the time when you find yourself going, "Oh, good, how good was the action?" It's because it supplemented the scene, like what you were yeah, saying. Yeah. Yeah. You might have gone, "How good was that scene?" And actually, yeah. you're not. Maybe you didn't really register how clever the CGI was. Mm. I think the point is the action has to serve the plot, yeah. not yeah. the other what's, way around. What's the point in the special effects and all the all those action sequences if they're not serving the purpose of actually exactly. making the film a better film exactly. well, we, we were talking about earlier you know studios budgets do they want mm. this action before a real good story yeah. and the thing is people will buy it people will go and watch it people obviously millions of people went to see Mercy, yeah. millions of people went to see Iron Man 3 yeah. that's that. good marketing and people watch it because of the action even in the trailers the, the thing with the, the, the modern superhero movies I thought exactly the same thing about Iron Man 3 is that it's become so big now it's actually slightly difficult to watch I don't think the 3D helps in that yeah, respect. Right. Ollie, there was a moment in the cinema where you turned to me and you said, is every line in this movie extremely contrived? I, I rarely find this with... You watch movies and you think, do you know what? No matter how much do you think someone's not amazing, they're all professional enough to go, do you know what? I believe what they're saying. I just went, I straight up don't believe you, Lawrence. <laughs> there was one bit. Oh, there, there, there were just moments where they were just saying things 
<laughs> so quickly. There all was of a sudden, and I was just like, I just, it just felt so Hard. contrived, stolen, Didn't cheesy, cliche. It seemed like a lot of dialogue was lifted from <laughs> yeah. that stuff. And I feel bad for the actors because they're all good actors. Literally, I think all of them are. I've seen them act well in other things. I just felt they weren't given a lot to work with because the dialogue was just so, yeah, contrived. So do you not, do you not think the, the, the actors bought into the script? Not at all. Okay. Or that they did, but they literally an actor can only do so much. Okay, cool. Let's um let's wrap it up with some ratings. Let's start we'll go on then. Tony, you might as well start off. Um I liked it. But I didn't I love it. So I'm gonna give it six and a half out of ten. Six and a half? Six point five. Yeah, six point five men out of men. Okay. So six men and half men up to the penis. Then the rest of the man. So it's, the, it's the bottom half. The bottom half of the man. Why would you pick the bottom half and not the top half? Just because, Cal, I think <laughs> Man of Steel was so apo torso y. <laughs> Good save. Mark. Genuinely thinking about it, don't really want to watch it again. So I'm going to go like 4.2. 4.2. That's the lowest of the season. Lowest amount of men. And where is your point to? Where does your point to finish on the man? Uh, that's just up to his shins. So his cankles. Ollie. For all his attempts to apply superhero revisionism, you're it's Superman. This. You're reading <laughs> it on your pad. Is it that obvious? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's really good that I'm going to read. Really good. <laughs> uh, for his attempts to sort of uh, don't try and make it more colloquial. Just say it. No, <laughs> well, I am going to read this. this. Is what I wrote down earlier. Yeah, it's attempts to sort of apply sort of some superhero revisionism to Superman. It's a big ball of multicolored explosions mixed in with some thoughtless lovey-dovey plotline, and as usual, it's jam-packed with cheesy dialogue, empty characters, and an action-packed climax that lays waste to Manhattan. So in that sense, it's nothing new, and I give it. Oh, it sounds like a five. five. Puke. That's quite a lot. A five. That's quite a high. I think your critique has made me want to puke. <laughs> What's the film? Um, I'm thinking. Right, this film to me. Felt to me like Zack Snyder wanted to tell the story. He wanted to develop the character. He wanted to, and Christopher Nolan as well. Let's not forget, we haven't even mentioned Christopher Nolan, who produced it and was the whole like behind the whole Batman yeah. franchise. It felt like to me like they wanted to make a new Batman, but the studio just Superman. seemed to just say, "No, this is Superman. Let's go throw some action in. Let's throw this in. Let's make this big. Let's make it explosive. And let's make it this and that and the other." And it got lost. Still, some nice bits in it, mainly to do with the beginning, but it's all in isolation. I don't think there's anything that carries through. The whole movie that makes it a worthwhile watch. So I'd give it a 5.1. So that gives it out of many men. There's <laughs> <laughs> an average rating of 5.2 men. So I mean, that's just like, that's fair. like, fair. Just above the just, knees. Just for the ball sack. No, you got, <laughs> I, I, I think you got a bit of tip, a penis in a tip of the bell. <laughs> tip of the bell. And tip of the bell for Superman. <laughs> You're the answer, son. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe. Can I just keep pretending I'm your son? You are my son. And I have to believe that you were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes the rest of your life, you owe it to yourself to find out what that reason is. So it's time for us to reprise another part of the show, which was a bit lacking last week because Tony Harrison was missing, but he's back. <laughs> Dog, and he's right? here to do three fast, three furious. I've spent a lot of time watching trailers, and they're all terrible. So I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock, sir, and I'll inform you when you might want to switch. Okay. So, three, two, one. 
begin. The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog, perhaps the worst titled film of all time. If you were disappointed <laughs> with the first Hobbit, well, don't worry because this one has a land of blue and a big fake CGI dragon in it. It's like a cross between Dragonheart and the Next. shitty remake of Peter Pan. Riddick with Big Vin Diesel, third in the series. If someone, if there was a genre called really awesome Friday Night Channel 5 movies that were made in the 1990s, this would be just in that genre. It's a brilliant... Next. Oh, wait, wait, it's just the first Riddick. Um... <laughs> Pacific Rim job includes includes the line today we are cancelling the apocalypse directed by Del Toro starring Idris Elba it's literally Transformers versus Godzilla with loads of water amazing oh I love how it's just the first Rim job it looks like they all I don't want to see any of them I, I know exactly what me and Ollie want to see Small. Have you seen the trailer? You want to see the whole? No, I haven't I seen, have seen the trailer. Uh, it does look a bit worse than the first one. I don't want to see the first one. one it looks like, like, it looks like a TV movie. Really really and you didn't even like Lord of the Rings, which is great. No, Lord what? of the Rings is long. Pacific Rim job looks better than the trailer because it's got Del Toro in it. Del, sorry, Del Toro directs it. Mm. And the cast and the fact that Del Toro is doing it makes me think that it's not just Transformers versus Godzilla with a bit of water. Who's in it? Um, Idris Elba and Charlie Hunnam from Oh Jacks from Sons of Anarchy. There, he, he's such a dick. <laughs> How clearly just looked on IMDb. But um, yeah, because, because of... Because of well, it looks like Cloverfield, doesn't we it? We are cancelling the apocalypse. Yeah. It's Cloverfield meets Transformers. No, Did you say that in the end? Yeah, no, it's, no it's, it's honestly, it's Transformers meets Battleship meets, God, meets Godzilla. Slash Cloverfield. And take away all the good stuff. But I don't know. It could be right. I like Godzilla. I like yeah, Godzilla. I would see it over the desolation of small... Benedict Cumberbatch is the dragon, Martin Freeman... And the, and then it comes back. Then the dragon. Yeah, you're small. That's one reason I might tune in and watch but it. Can the dragon, nah, does the dragon talk? talk? Yeah, yeah, the dragon talks. And in a <laughs> fine English gentleman's okay, tone. Yeah, yeah, what else? Talking, what else? I don't want to watch <laughs> yeah, Imagine another true. accent apart from a fine English gentleman's tone <laughs> being a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Orlando Bloom in anything? Lego does. Orlando Bloom, I'm not sure if this is up to date, but it was within up to last year. No, Orlando Bloom. Has more movies in the top ten highest grossing movies of all time than any other human being on yep. the planet. Lord of the Rings, Lord of the, the Rings, Pirates, 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 Pirates yeah. Yeah. So the, the, what Done. did I say? He's shitting it. They're not. They're not his movies. Arguably, he drags them down. Marshall Wayne, are you coming back for long, sir? As long as it takes to show the people of Gotham their city doesn't belong to the criminals and the corrupt. He's here. Who? The Batman. So while we weren't big fans of Man of Steel, we've dipped into the archives to pick out arguably the best start of a uh, superhero trilogy, franchise, whatever. Batman Begins. So that's this week's archive. He clues in the title, Cal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. So Batman Begins <laughs> from 2005, directed by Christopher Nolan, who was one of the producers on Man of Steel. It stars Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman, a vigilante who decides to rid the fictional Gotham City of its rife criminality, as if you don't know the story of Batman. Yeah, <laughs> just say Batman. <laughs> Aided by his butler Alfred and scientist Lucius Fox, played by Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman, respectively, <laughs> Wayne must defeat a plot by villain the Scare- Scarecrow, played by Killian Murphy, to cause chaos in his fictional home of Gotham City, all the while struggling to come to terms with the death of his parents years earlier. Further support comes from Gary Oldman, Liam Neeson... And Katie Holmes. Um, as a first movie, we talked about how Superman didn't really develop the characters that well. The characterization of Batman in this movie mm. is incredible. Christian Bale, how do you want to talk to us about how yes. to go through that process? No. The process of Christian Bale. Yes. <laughs> no, the process of... Um, the best thing about Batman was they had to deal with was taking Batman into a new kind of era of 
getting his kind of uh, getting his coolness back essentially and taking the films away from um, George Clooney's nipples what wasn't cool about George Clooney's nipples what wasn't cool about Mr. Freeze and what they what they did which everyone was surprised about was instead of instead of going for the obvious they they focused on character and the first I say the the first half of that film is just building up Batman and showing you where showing you where he came from and all those excuses like how is he like this how is he that that, that much of a good fighter and we said about earning the suit. So yeah. he earned yes. he earned the right to be Batman. When halfway through and he comes into the uh, the great opening fight scene in the docks, by that point you've been on such an amazing journey with him that you feel like you and they did the whole thing with the flashback and he was kind of moving forward into becoming Batman. They just the pacing everything, they did it so perfectly. And then when he arrives as Batman, you're like, boom, right, here's Batman, now we're ready to go, kind of thing. The pacing that you talked about there, it seems like Christopher Nolan had the patience with this movie. Definitely, that, yeah. That either Zack Snyder didn't have or was forced upon him by the studio not to not to do it. But this movie kind of like develops in exactly the right way. It was so about the development of Batman, so about his you know, just his path and his journey. Uh, sorry, uh, Bruce Wayne, really, before we, before we call him Batman, that, um, you know, the, the plot and everything became secondary. How did you find that? Yeah, no, I know what you mean, because certainly there's some things about the plot that I find it hard to suspend disbelief with, like... The fact that he's Batman. a Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's certainly stuff in the plot that I didn't um, necessarily love, like I didn't know why Razor Ghul had to be a white Western guy. Um, Ridiculous. I didn't Ticket actually sales. necessarily love... I, I, I like Scarecrow. I think he played it. It wasn't like my favourite, like villain compared to the Joker's. It's nothing. But but the point is, it was like, a bit shoehorned in. It was like we need a villain. Let's just get this well, guy to do it. Well, I kind of was really enjoying Falcone. Actually, I thought Tom Wilkinson was nailing the accent. I like the way that he just gave it like that bit with Bruce. No, where he just another British actor. Yeah, yeah. When he just hammers into Bruce for being like a spoiled rich kid, and he's like, "Screw you." That was really hard hitting. So I enjoyed all that. But like you said, it's sort of the reason. Yeah, it doesn't matter so much. I agree with you because. The sense of the characterisation is perfect, but I think it really serves its part as the first film. It's like I love mm-hmm. the ending; it just sets it up for the second one so well. Yeah, like there's yeah. a big burst of music when he turns the card over and you see the Joker, and, he, and you're so ready for another one. I generally like to take films in isolation, but with this one, I feel like I have to make an exception because yeah, what they definitely. do, and they do it so well, is they not only set up the character, they set up the themes that are going to run throughout the thing. They set up the broken oh, yeah. city is Gotham they set up the 100%. darkness the loner yeah. his, you know like, about the city you know about his family you know the, about they, 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 but they set up the rejection of society of him yeah. as well yeah. which yeah. will come later on exactly. and that's but that's so great there's a massive confidence amazing. there that wasn't there in Superman so, can I just yeah, use yeah. a quick example of something you know you, know, you just mentioned um, sorry in Three Fast Three Furious you were talking about The Hobbit mm. now the first film The Hobbit isn't a stat can't be a standalone film yeah, as far as I'm concerned it only works it only works by the trilogy yeah, I agree yeah, oh yeah it only works in big hyphens because it doesn't work yeah okay. oh, uh, and similar with Lord of the Rings films whatever Batman could work as a stand- Batman begins yeah, to work yeah. as a standalone film they yeah. didn't need to continue in the, along the trilogy and that's what's so amazing about this movie the way they've balanced that aspect of it with also making it expandable it's so talented Chris Nolan is so talented to be able to do that yeah. to be able to expand it and also have it like um you know, standalone as well. It's just as well so as cool. character development. Um, the way it looks is is amazing. There's loads mm-hmm. of amazing yeah, so shots. Cool. Like the mansion looks amazing. The city looks really dark. It's it's got everything. I think there's a lot. There's that all that you know. He lives in the shadows. There's so yeah. much darkness in the movie. It's mm-hmm. so it's dark. graded that way. Everything's uh, Harry, black. You mentioned briefly the the first scene on the dock. Could you reckon you can go into that bit yeah. of detail? There was the, cool, the coolest thing about Batman is um, I remember thinking as soon as I left Batman Begins was they made Batman scary because Batman's meant to strike fear into his, his opponents. And the way, they, the way they deal with it is in the docks you don't see him. So you know Christian Bale and you're, you're, 
completely aware of who um, Bruce Wayne is. Mm. But you don't, the audience doesn't really know who Batman, Batman is. Yeah. And they see him a bit in the docks. And then the first time you see him properly is when he's there with Katie Holmes. You know, he's sitting on the, um, on the train, on the train. She's just come off the train. He's really scared. He's killed other people. And the first time you see him, he's, got, he's just so intimidating. Yeah. And the costume is just black. Apart from, that, apart from the face, and he's kind of snarls it, and that's when the voice comes. And the Batman voice becomes because he's a different person, yeah. Yeah. and this, and then he disappears. And then the next time, one of the next time you see him, um, you see the Scarecrow when he's had the gas. Mm. So basically, they've made yeah. Batman. They probably did two sides of him, and is, there's the duality with um, well, Bruce Wayne and Batman, and who he really is, and he's actually say, he's really Batman, who, but he's not Bruce Wayne. Really is, do you know? Yeah. Do you know that when you were talking about like Batman himself as a character there, mm. um, I think it owes a lot to Keaton's Batman actually. I'm a big fan of the first the, the Tim Burton movies. Yeah, yeah. And Keaton's Batman is very powerful, intimidating, like straight straight up in people's that's just, faces. That's just Batman. 100%, 100%. Yeah, but uh, you know, the, the I know the Kilmer Clooney era isn't exactly the same. But it's, yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean, that's there's a there's an aspect of it, and definitely right because Tim Burton was taken from the comic books, mm. and then they they lost their way. So it's completely right. It's taken from the same thing because Batman Begins took from the same thing. The um the Frank there's a Frank Miller. Or kind of uh, the Dark Knight or the the Killing Joke, which is basically the um, the essential Batman, which is Michael Keaton's Batman. That's why the first one's so good because mm-hmm. he's intimidating, because he's scary. Yeah. And, and you're right because because yeah, they took the same. Christian Bale would have taken the same influences and yeah. made Batman intimidating. So guys, I just need a rating out of ten from you and a little word about obviously what you thought about the movie. Let's start with Tony. Um, <laughs> Eight point five. That's it. Batman has begun. <laughs> Your word about it was hurt. Well, like eight point five. If it was just standalone, there's only Batman. It would have been nine. Because, honestly, because I know the next ones are coming. I don't want to give it as good. <laughs> the next ones are coming. Yeah, well, the Batman. next ones are coming. Oh, they're coming. No, nine. Nine. Wow. Six. Okay. I love that film. Nah. Ollie. Yeah, I thought it was fantastically well put together. The tempo, the dynamic, the music, the style, everything. It marries so well with what they're trying to do. Yeah, it's the perfect start to that trilogy and uh, a really enjoyable film. Bits about it just means that maybe I, for whatever reason, just wouldn't watch it over and over and over again, so I'm just going to give it an eight. Eight, okay. Marky? Um, I have to see it as a trilogy. <laughs> you don't. I do, no, no, I do. I see <laughs> myself as a trilogy. And Mark sees himself as a trilogy. It's good. <laughs> What part I, of your I, life I are we in? <laughs> the second part when the hero falls down and we get back up. <laughs> He's in that stage at the moment. He's down. No, but you'll come back. You'll come back strong. All the saying is, I'll get knocked down. But what would Alfred say that? Yeah. Sing it He'd be the worst superhero ever. <laughs> Lazy man. Lazy, Lazy boy. He's not going to run. I don't know. Come on. Come on. But did you genuinely want to give a 7.5? 7.5, yeah. You don't want to give a 75. It's like averagely good, as in it's good, but it's not beyond the realms of wow. amazingness. Yeah. Yeah. This like, one, what do you mean? This one like, I'm going to say for this movie, right? I think that... I'm, I'm going to reiterate a point I made earlier, but it's just the way that they've managed to make a film that's so good standalone and also perfectly sets up the trilogy to go on. Everything that they... I think everything in the film is good. I don't think there's anything bad about the movie... The, but the only <laughs> the only thing is that could have made it better and bumped up a bit more is if maybe they'd had a better more interesting plot or a more like deeper plot but it doesn't suffer from that that from oh. not having it but for that for that respect I think I can only give it up to an 8.5 that's high well that gives it a total of 8.25 nice also, I hate it that's high score that might be our leader might be our leader not of all time 
Uh, yeah, because we've ended for Shane Black, the black one. Kiss Kiss Bang. Oh, I don't think we've ever done two five. Did we? We did that was high. That was high. We was in the eights. We was in the eights. We all done eight films, films yeah. definitely. Because we all went eight, whereas that has four. to be high because he did seven point five and it ended up eight point two five. Oh, then he did nine. Uh, we ordered him high. What was he saying? I know. Tell us, Mr. Wayne. So now, guys, it's time for yeah. Oz Challenge of the Week. Da, da, ba, ba. What a fantastic oh, moment of the show this is. I love it. Feel free to play at home. It's my favourite. No, one, no <laughs> one ever plays at home. They do. Why can we get on with this? Because I'm just drawing loads of penis. Do you like the You're weird, man. You're like the cook. It's one penis. It's fine. Stop you, talking. Creep me out. Um, yeah. Arnie's Challenge. Oh, okay, so really? in honour of the superhero genre, four quotes from superhero films. I want a point for the character. Oh, a point. Harry's obviously going to win. Would you? Ten pounds right now. Why you naked? <laughs> a point for the actor. Point for the character. Point for the film. Mm. It's that simple. Point for the actor. Point for the character. Point for the film. So four. Total of twelve total points. Total of three. Total of twelve points. Yeah. Who's going to win? Don't don't tell us. Don't tell us. I reckon I get zero. The first one's just as easy. You're going to give you the easy one. You go on right, because you drug yourself. So Stop playing oh. Connect Four with yourself. <laughs> Um, okay, we ready for number one? You won't believe it, look at you. This is, uh, this, is ridiculous. this is an easy one. What have I? <clears throat> Here we go. Um. <laughs> what gives you the right? What's the difference between you and me? I'm not wearing hockey pads. Yeah. <laughs> so just to get you, get you going. And no. What was the three things? Actor, character, film. Okay. Plus actor. Garth <laughs> um, <laughs> Marenghi. Um, the second <laughs> one. <clears throat> Good Garth Marenghi. Here we go, second one. I would only agree that a symbolic clock is as nourishing to the intellect as a photograph of oxygen to a drowning man. No idea. Minimal ideas. <laughs> Minimal ideas. Okay. Number three. <clears throat> this drink, I like it. <laughs> Another. <laughs> and number four. Bit of a giveaway in the quote for one of the, one of the answers. I'm the juggernaut, bitches. I'm the wrong guy I play hide and seek with. I don't know why I just said that Australian. He's not Australian. I'm going to have to do that again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the juggernaut, bitches. I'm the wrong guy to play hide and seek with. I didn't get number two. I genuinely don't know that. Actually, he says it more like a, I'm the juggernaut, bitches. That was Australian again. I'm sorry. The, the, the clue is he says it terribly. Yeah, juggernaut. Yeah, but I don't know. That is so funny. I watched the clip earlier today. I can't believe that's actually. I'm going to tell you the answers. So, that was your four. Again, point for the character, point for the actor, point for the oh, film. Oh, four oh. quotes, all from superhero films. If you're playing at home, uh, the answer's coming up now. Callum. I've done so badly. What did you get for... Uh, remember, can't, don't it's give anything... It's the any, only one I got. Other contestants, don't give anything away when the other people... Actually, no, no, you all mark, mark yourselves, okay? Be honest. I'm going to be honest, I got one, it's the first one. So the so first one... I'm not wearing Huggy Bears. Was, obviously, someone. Christian Bear. Batman. As yes. Batman in The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Correct. Christian I Bear. didn't get that. <laughs> really? No, I'm not wearing it. What is that from? There's, there's the fake be- Batman running around and he catches What's the difference between me? Me? What gives you the right? I'm not wearing arguments. Okay, yeah. That's it. I didn't realize that was the easiest one. So three points for Tony and... I nailed it, Cal, I'm very disappointed. The second one... I got none. I got none of them. Number two. I can only think the Watchmen. I didn't get anything. Watchmen, correct. Watchmen, correct. Character? Say it again. Um, I would only agree that the symbolic clock is. Oh, it's the blue guy, Doctor Manhattan. Correct. And and it's the actor is some dude from Billy something. Billy Crudup. 
So I get one. Dr. Do- Manhattan from Watchmen. I've got none of the answers on any of the. <laughs> really not the third one? Anyone from the third one? Yeah. Can I do it again? Let me see if I can get it. This drink, I like it. I know, I know it. it. It's. Yeah, I. I Thor like seen that in Thor, uh, and it's Chris Hemsworth. Oh, correct, so that's three points. Thor from Thor. I haven't seen that either. I nailed this one as well. Yeah, watch this one. The, this uh, is the Juggernaut, the juggernaut <laughs> Vinnie Jones, in X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Yes, another three the points. The last one. <laughs> 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 I have seen it, but I just watched that quote, and I was like, Vinnie Jones is so the Juggernaut. Cool. I got zero. Juggernaut, I got actually zero. Got <laughs> How did you get zero? I got nothing. What did you get? I got, I got two points off. The you top. didn't get the first one. It was basically an example. It was really easy. That's the first time I beat you in a quiz ever. Mark, you, I, you got three. Yeah, I got three. The first one. Though. Obviously, I've seen that film, but I've I seen any no of re- films. I have no recollection of that bit of dialogue. It's, it's um, it's the bit when the. I'm not wearing hockey pants. True, I can't attend you here and now as I'd like, but just try to stay out of my way. Just try. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog too. <laughs> <laughs> So the final part of the show is the top fives, uh, but just before we go on to do it, a quick message to say, check out Twitter regularly because we'll be advising you on movies to look out for, uh, anything that uh, Harry or Mark or Ollie or I think is worth having, uh, having a look on TV tweeting. that week, and tweeting. Some clips. I Plus we'll be look, yeah, maybe tweeting some film facts and videos, little clips and things of that nature, so definitely worth a look. But now it is top five time, and this week it's my turn. Yeah. Yeah. And this week, due to the strong father figures played by Russell Crowe and Kevin Cosner in Man of Steel, I will be selecting my top five movie dads. And and Father's Day. So yeah, it was Father's Day on Sunday, so that's also relevant. Um, following the abuse and savagery that's been meted out in previous top fives, Terrible. I've thought long and hard about putting together this top five. Ones that didn't make the list, Darth Vader. Jesus. Ah, Atticus Finch. Jesus. Atticus Finch. Oh, from Tilly Mockingbird. Oh, Are you serious? Uh, Marlin from Finding Nemo yes. Swam the Ocean Japan right. Sun Ted Kramer from Kramer vs. Kramer no one's um, here seen that film we were these ones that we have <laughs> <laughs> it was a top 10 in AFI's best film Kramer vs. Kramer these are all so Apocalypse Now had a dad these are all great examples of, of, uh, of dads but actually I'll do the honourable mentions later they're just ones that w- wouldn't even get on the honourable mentions list so <laughs> This is my top five movie dads. At number five. Mm. I was going to say, always start with five. <laughs> As opposed to you, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> number five. Always start with five. Number five. Jason Furious Styles. Boys in the Hood. Ah. Uh, oh, he had some lessons. Any fool with a dick can make a baby, but only a real man can raise his children. <laughs> what a question. That is a line from Jason oh, Furious Styles. Such a good line. Is it? Uh, it's Cube of Ice, isn't it? What are you saying? Right? <laughs> no, I'm t- trying to think of who plays it. Cube of Ice. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, that's it. Yeah. Said that at the top. Talk about it, yeah. <laughs> Definitely said that at the top. Um, no, I don't think he did. Number four. You didn't. You didn't. I've changed my number four. You didn't say that at the top. I've, I've changed my number four for what I originally had. Always I originally had Big Chris from Lockstock. Ooh. Played by Vinnie Jones. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I like that. And favourite line of his in there. Oh, yeah. All right, son. Roll them guns up, count the money, and put your seatbelt on. <laughs> uh, but I've changed it because I think to shit movie dad Daniel Hillard from Mrs. Doubtfire's got to get in there. Yes, uh, he's Jesus. got to get in there. He what, what a good way ahead of 
the ex-footballer that's something like that. <laughs> I love Big Chris and Hill Chris. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, the thing you him is, is just, the, just the worst. Nah, 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 nah. This no, Starfire went to so many lengths to get near I thought you were going to say works on so many levels. <laughs> this Starfire works on so many levels. I uh, want to try to dress up as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, Chris Gardner from The Pursuit of Happiness, played by Will Smith. The Pursuit? Or the yeah. Pursuit. Yeah. Pursuit. Yeah, good. So, line, line, one of his lines, you got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves, they want to tell you you can't do it. If you want something, go get it, Period. I Solid actually, that, line, that line killed me when I saw that. Solid fatherly no, advice. Uh, it's actually really, it's yeah. really, really sad. Yeah, it's really good. And when he's in the toilet and he's got his leg jammed against the door, yeah. that's great. And he's not showing his son. He's, oh, oh, I, yeah. That film's amazing. So there you go. Kudo that's is the dad choice. Number actually. three. Number two. Noah Levenstein, aka Jim's dad, dad in American Pie. <laughs> that was my number one. Yeah. Eugene yeah. yeah. Levy, now he's only getting to number two on this list. Can I just do do one of his lines? So. um I have to admit, you know, I did the, the fair bit of um, masturbating when I was a little younger. I used to call it stroking the salami. Yeah, you know, pounding the old pud. I never did it with baked goods. But you know your Uncle Mort, he pets the one-eyed snake five to six times a day. <laughs> Such a good line. He is... Well, 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 how good is it in that movie? Don't forget your penis cream. <laughs> <laughs> Here's no, more. One of the best lines in that movie is when he's like, yeah, it's it's a good the, the penny's rich. Jim, I want to talk about masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So, oh, what a character. No, the no, best. Yeah. He's, the only one in, he's the only one in every American Pie movie as well, isn't he? Mm. He's in all the he's shit all of the shit as well. <laughs> good, for, good for him. At least he gets yeah. the money. Yeah, well done, Eugene Levy. And, but number one, oh, this man is the... God, best character ever. I know who it is. Professor Henry Jones <laughs> from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, played by Sean Connery. Sure. No one's oh, bad. two no of his bad. lines in this movie, I need to say them. When uh, the German guy goes, What does a diary tell you that it doesn't tell us? It tells me that goose stepping morons like yourself should try reading books instead of burning them. <laughs> wow love that bit and uh, when uh, Indy's having a go for not being a good dad he goes actually I was a wonderful father did I ever tell you to eat up go to bed wash your ears do your homework no I respected your privacy and I taught you self-reliance <laughs> it's so oh, good I went old Englishman at the end <laughs> I taught you self-reliance oh that Dr. Henry uh, Professor Henry Jones in that movie is amazing the the, the mm. The charisma of him and the chemistry he has with Harrison Ford it just makes that film. It's so good. Like it's always difficult when you get the third film in a in a, in a trilogy. I just think like it can it can go down. But I think that one is. I think uh, Last Crusade is equally as good as um, oh, Raiders. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Some of work like Temple of Doom. But Temple of Doom is shit. Temple Raiders, of Doom sucks. Crazy, controversial dad. Alfred from, from Batman. Not his dad. Yeah. <laughs> What's that quote <laughs> that you said about the? Dad what did you? Do? I didn't do the um, honorable mentions actually. Little Miss Sunshine. That dad is. Oh, that film can okay, suck yeah. my unit. That's weird. He's a cool dad. He was American. I just hate that film. Honorable mentions. John not. Quincy from John Q. No, because no, he won that award ahead of the Juman from the Zoo, who did Blood Diamond, and he. Oh, Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond. That's a dad. That's a good dad. Yeah, but he was best supporting actor with Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin was in Little Miss Sunshine by ten seconds, said nothing, and won the best supporting actor ahead of the Juman from the Zoo. I know that film pissed me off. 
I'll anyway, a, Callum. I'll do a couple of honourable mentions. Um, John Quincy from John Q. Ever seen that? I just want. I've seen that movie. It's like I just watched it one night. No, no, it's on TV. Funny. It's Denzel. So Homer Simpson. Denzel plays a dad whose son needs a heart transplant. In and the he Simpsons. Holds a whole hospital. No one cares, Cal. Hostage. <laughs> hospital hostage. Well, how have you seen? I said hospital host. So that's not good. Homer Simpson and the Simpsons. Uh, the Simpsons Brian movie. Mills and Taken. I know you hate Taken, but Taken. still, Taken he lays the smack shit. down to get his daughter. That would have been. That would have been more of a. Yeah, that would have been more no. widely regarded as Brian Mills. Yeah. Uh, Mufasa, the Lion King. Oh. How did you leave oh, this out? Why is he this top there? five is better than your top five. Because, what? How is that better than Jason Fury Styles, okay. Mrs. Downfire, Chris Gardner, Nerd Evanstein, and Fred Henry Jones? I came here to save you. Oh, yeah? And who's going to come to save you, Junior? I told you. Don't call me Junior. Look what you did! I can't believe what you did! Well, that's all we have time for this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And please retweet the show to your friends so we can share the love with even more film fanatics. If you would like to get in contact with us, please do so via Twitter or email us at themoviemenatlive.com. My good friend Andrew Sherman tweeted us to ask how to get a shout out, but if you email us with stories or suggestions for the show... Andrew Sherman! That could be another way. <laughs> so feel free to email us with stories or suggestions for the show, and just like Andrew Sherman, you could get yourself a shout out. At the end of the, the, um, the pod, we're going to start shouting out names. Can I give a shout out? Yeah, you can. Johan Kebab. To someone... Um... On Facebook, a friend of mine from uni that um, wrote that she would never get the two and a half hours back from Man of Steel. Oh. I thought the two and a half hours back from listening to the movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't getting that back either. Uh, her, name, her name's Rachel from uni, so I'll tell her she mentioned. Hey, Rachel from uni. Is Rachel the really hot one? Oh, but that's all. Her name said that. So my thanks to Tony Harrison. Hey, no, you <laughs> first. You go, You did good. <laughs> <laughs> To Mark Stat. <laughs> the f*** out of here. <laughs> to Ollie Britton. Thank you for having me. I've been Callum O'Toole. Go f*** yourself, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good. I took my bottle for fear oh, of you God. drinking it. Having <laughs> <laughs> two. This is bullshit. No, don't ask me again because oh, you were saying. Pick up, pick up. Um, yeah, there's certainly parts of the plot which I didn't necessarily enjoy as much as other plots and other films, like the Razal Ghoul stuff. Fuck <laughs> you, Cal. <laughs> you haven't been Jane Austen tonight with your elephants. So. <laughs> just, you know, just. Generally, just Stop other films. Other films. <laughs> <laughs> other films. <laughs> other films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were some films I didn't about? like it as much as other films. Unspecific other films. There were some unspecific. The twelve round fight experience. Sorry, what? Take the mic.
Well, one of those, what part of Clark Kent's CV allows him to walk into a newspaper <laughs> yeah, yeah. and just go, hey, I used to be a reporter. That's what the Guardian was like that, you know, it's like okay. Ted Superman's skills stretch to be able to write an insanely good CV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time in Krypton, uh, <laughs> writing for the Kryptonian Times. <laughs> yeah. Some of my articles are all like characters. What does this book tell you that it does not tell me? And he goes, it tells me that goose-stepping morons like yourself should try reading books instead of burning them. <laughs> <laughs>